We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the same old people winning week after week. Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler right again on Jeff Ritter's season-long lineup. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on this week's Gaming Golf as we preview the Memorial. Everybody, welcome to Gaming Golf. Uh, I'm Jeff Erickson here with Jeff Ritter from SI Golf uh, and Morning Read, and Scott Jenstad from Rotowire as we preview this week's the Memorial and review what happened at the Colonial last week. I'm sorry, the Charles Schwab. Um, Jeff, congratulations! First of all, season-long league took a big leap in the standings by having Sam Burns win in a playoff. Uh, nice, nice win for him. Great last 12 months for him. Yes, it is. He's winning on different kinds of courses. He's winning with the lead on Sunday. He's coming back on Sunday. I mean, he really looks like, um, you know, add him to the list of players who are, you know, who have arrived and uh, <clears throat> in American golf. And so it's very easy to see Sam Burns uh, as a part of the upcoming President's Cup team, part of the upcoming Ryder Cup team. It's just like um, the state of American golf has, has not looked better uh, in at least a decade, probably more, you know, that there's just so many young players. Like, I feel like we say it every year, how there's so many talented young players. How are this, how is this new crop going to win anything? But yet they do. There's still this, the, still new talented players cycling in all the time. And, and Burns is, uh, along with some of the other guys who we've mentioned on this podcast, and I'm sure we're going to talk about again, this for, uh, the Memorial, there's just always room for more. It seems there's always, there's always opportunities out there for guys to win. And uh, Burns is one of the latest, though, to take it. I, you know, multiple winner now, and it's, it's no fluke. I have I have two comments before we go in the memorial. Uh, one, Jeff, just think how good your season-long team would be if you had perennial top-10 finisher Patrick Reed still on it. <laughs> and two, I, thought, I thought we were going to wait at least 20 minutes into the show did, before we get did to you, Reed. Did you not get the memo about the matching shirts that Jeff and I got? I did, yeah, I did right. <laughs> is yours a, a Peter Millar shirt too? Uh, Mine is a um, Ryder Cup Whistling Straits one. Uh, I don't know what the brand is though. Yeah, I got uh, it's a uh, 
Princeville in uh, Kauai, uh, oh, the course oh, there. Look at you, fancy. Yeah, no Ryder Cup though. As no, always, no as always uh, Jeff Erickson one upping me, so we're good. Oh no, I think it's the other way around. Uh, <laughs> you went to a Ryder Cup for crying out loud. I've never been to a Ryder Cup. I actually didn't. Our mutual friend uh, sent it to me. So oh, nice, very yeah. nice, very cool. All right, uh, I, I'd say the other takeaway is Colonial bared its teeth on Sunday afternoon. The the whole pack slid back. Um, the fact that Scheffler didn't slide farther back is what made him get to the playoff, at least. Poor Harold Varner. I, I feel so bad for him. He completely <laughs> fell apart. His playing partner didn't help. They took forever to take a couple of shots, and then he four putted, Varner four-putted after that and was all over. I thought I thought we were going three out of four with winners. We had Varner at over 40 to one, leading or tied for the lead with seven holes left. That uh, not only four-putted, Jeff, four-putted from 19 feet, six inches. Yeah. Not great. Not that great, is, uh, that's, that's Genstead level of putting. I've done it. I've done that. I was going to say, I, I do it regularly. So I get it, but boy, that was, uh, it's tough to watch. Then he hits the ball in the water the next shot. He shot 45 on the back. So, uh, that was, uh, you don't see that number very often on the tour. And it wasn't like a pin, like at the Iowa high school girls championship. How, down where it was how just, amazing was that clip? Oh my gosh. It was, it was incredible. I mean, I, I, there's one course where I played like a, a pin like that, where it's just like, what are you going to do? Uh, but it, it, you, it's, uh, it's do you crazy. ever play, you ever play Brookside number two? That's the, yes, yes. Course. In the back corner over there, that, that, number, that, that, that part corner, three. if they put that part three at the top, there are times where I'm just like, I, there's no way to make this putt. And I just pick up, but there are, there's a couple pin placements that are literally impossible. And the par five right before that, uh, is also a sneaky, tricky green. And all, it also slopes back to front. Pretty Especially severely. for me. Cause I have to go down and get my ball in the LA river every time. Right. I exactly. Ball. Exactly. Um, uh, yes. Uh, the amen corner of Brookside number two, uh, very, right. uh, because then, then the, the you have the tricky tee shot on the par four following that par three. Yeah, because you can't really see that that like swamp over there on the right. Yep, exactly. Yep. Sorry oh. for everybody that hasn't played Brookside. That was probably a boring boring twenty seconds. Well, our, our dozens of listeners will be really frustrated with that. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into the memorial. A uh, lot to talk about. Hey, another great tournament, another great course. Uh, three weeks in a row: Southern Hills, Colonial, and now the memorial. We've got three difficult tracks in a row. Yep, this is, uh, you know, it, it's different, obviously, from Colonial, but I feel like, once again, the, the player profile is consistent in that it goes straight to a Jack Nicholas course. It's all about irons and all mm -hmm. about the premium on approach shots. And so that's what we were talking about with Colonial. That's what we talked about with Southern Hills. Uh, that's where I start again this week is looking at guys who are, are ball striking machines and plus a few that I think maybe aren't necessarily ball striking machines, but might just be hot right now that uh, might have enough momentum coming into this week. So that's where we I start looking. We always talk about shot gain approach over and over, but if you look at the stats, this is like one of the courses that that is even more of a stat, important yep. stat than is anywhere else. It's like magnified to a huge degree. So you got that second shot at Memorial is huge. Course is long. But big enough fairways, you're going to get second shots. It's a matter of getting the ball close because the, uh, the, the there's a ton of sand traps. There's a ton of uh, long rough around the greens. Playing around the green here is really tough. So, uh, you know, the guys who can get the ball on green regulation are just a huge, huge advantage this week. Yeah. And Nicholas Design Courses, they always say you want to use every shot in your, in your bag, every club in your bag. And I think that, you know, they designed the course and especially this course. So we'll see how that works. Let's jump right into it, guys. Uh, let's look at our top our top tier. The five-digit guys, starting off John Rahm, 11-1, Rory at 10-9, Patrick Cantley at 10-7, Colin Morikawa at 10-4, and Xander at 10-2. Let's go Jeff Ritter. You're first this time. Who do you like in this group? 
So this is what I did last week, and it, it paid off, is I actually ignored the top tier, and I started with Burns as my build. This time, though, I do think Rom. I mean, it has to start with Rom. If you're going to go off this tier, I mean, talk about someone with, like, something to prove or a chip on his shoulder entering this week. Uh, I think Rom is very interesting, even though he is, uh, you know, priced the way that he is. I, I think he's fairly the favorite of this event. And, you know, if you can make it work roster-wise, he's my favorite off the tier. And we, I mean, you got to remind everybody, this is the tournament where he led by six strokes after, right. after yes. four holes I mean, and yeah. withdrew, for... yeah, withdrew with COVID. And yeah. I mean, he was dominating. He won here in 2020 also. So like, if you look at, yes. you look at the last seven rounds for him at this course, he's gained 38.7 strokes on the field, which is just an utterly absurd number for seven rounds. Um, he has absolutely owned it here. And obviously he had the win in the bag last year. And you, everybody remembers him, you know, being told on 18 that he couldn't play on Sunday and how despondent he was. But um, I mean, he's been dominant here lately. There's no doubt. Yeah. So in retrospect, 11-1 seems cheap then, huh? Uh, I think it's, I don't know if cheap's the right word, but I think it, it's definitely playable. It depends how yeah. much you like other guys down the board. Um, hard to go wrong. I mean, all these guys at the top are awesome. I could, you can talk about how great all of them are. Um, I really like what I saw from Colin Morikawa uh, last week at the Schwab. Seems like he got his uh, got his ball striking back, gained 4.9 green, 5.6 on approach. Really hit the second shot well at Schwab. It's a matter of putting for him, obviously. Always, he's lost strokes putting five weeks in a row. But I think this is the week um, he's getting it back. The ball striking is back. I, I do think the 700 from Ron Morikawa matters this, this week. I think that Going from the low sevens to the low eights is a big step up this week. There's a lot of uh, there's a pretty big fall off. There's a lot of really good players in the eights, and it falls off in the sevens. Um, last 24 rounds, Morikawa's 13th in ball striking, ninth in approach. He was T2 here last year, uh, right behind Cantlay after Ron withdrew. Um, Morikawa hasn't won since the British Open in July of 2021. Um, I think that changes this week. I think Morikawa gets the win this week. Wow, strong right out the gate there. I like it. Uh, if, uh, if you know me well, uh, me and Colin Morikawa have a good history with picking winners. So hopefully, hopefully it continues because it's uh, we have a, we have a good partnership with that. Yeah, Cantley has good course history here, uh, yeah. but recent form is not so great. I think we're all a little bitter about uh, how he played at the PGA. Uh, although I think he was one of those that had the bad set of tee times, if I recall correctly. Um, and that's twice this year in big events that that's been a big issue. I know I like to hammer that point, but nonetheless. I mean, Rory's off three straight top 10. Xander's off three straight top 15s. Like everybody in this range is, is really interesting. It's, it's almost just, like they're priced high for a reason. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Usually we can kind of pick some guys out. We're like, oh, he's not doing enough right now. But I mean, Rory's been elite. Um, you got to pick one. I'm going to, it sounds like Jeff's going Rom. I'm going Morikawa, but it's hard to go wrong with any of these guys. Right on. Uh, let's look at tier two, uh, our tier two. Lynn always does a little slightly different, but Cam Smith, 99, Jordan Spieth, 97, Will Zalatoris, 94, Victor Hovland, 93, Hideki, 92, Fitzmagic at 91, Shane Lowry at 9,000. Uh, Scott, who do you like in this group? What a tier this is. It feels like a major, doesn't it? Like you just it does. These are, these are names that you usually get at like in the tens at, at tournaments that aren't majors. It's really tough to pick guys here, kind of like the tens. There are a lot of guys here I could I could go with, but the two I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to play Shane Lowry to the to the surprise of no one here yeah. or anywhere else. He's been playing so well. I mean, you look at the top, you look at him worldwide. So on the DP tour and on the PGA tour, eleven straight top twenty fives. 
take the top last 24 rounds. So pretty good chunk of, you know, his recent form. He's first in this field in shots game total, fourth in approach, ninth in ball striking, seventh in putting. So not only hitting it well, but putting it really well too. His last non-top 25 in the PGA Tour was in November of 2021, which is just a crazy stat. Um, didn't uh, didn't hit on great an approach to the PGA, still finished 23rd. Um, love him at 9,000. And then the other guys, uh, I do like Hideki at 9,200, but I'm going to go Jordan Spieth at 9,700. Um, it just played well again last week. He was seventh mm-hmm. at Schwab, fourth straight week playing, though. Maybe that's a little bit of uh, fatigue here, but he gained large again in Tita Green. His on approach was just okay, but he's great around the greens. Like to see that coming in tomorrow with, uh, you know, kind of tough around the green play. He's gained huge Tita Green last four weeks, gained off the tee and approach in, in three or four really well. He's just hitting it well. You know, you, we talked about it. it used to be the speed would make 20-foot putts and compete, but he's just hitting it really well right now. There's a lot of guys you can go with in this range, but as I looked at it, I went Spieth and Lowry as my top two. Did you see that? Uh, I think it was on Friday they were playing, and he and his caddy were talking through the shot. And you know, you know, his caddy's like, "I don't see it, Jordan." And Jordan's like, "Well, I just do this, and I do this. I'm gonna go through this tree and over this water. I'm gonna end up on the back of the green." And he's like, "I don't, I don't see this. Trust me, I got this. It's on me if it doesn't work." And he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Um, it was a great clip, and I saw it live, and then I saw the clip going around, too. It was, it was pretty fun to watch. I, I love those clips. Strong. You realize just how darn good these guys are. It's yeah. pretty strong from a caddy to say, I just don't see it. I mean, that's like – that's a pretty They have good... that relationship, though, too, yeah. you know? Just... <laughs> yeah, but it is. It is. Yeah, I love caddy chatter. I wish everybody was miked inside the ropes at all times. I, just, <laughs> I think it's great, and th- those little nuggets and things are – they're often good, but speed, especially like the speed mm-hmm. reller connection is uh, it's an, it's in its own tier. Um, the 9,000 tier. So this, again, this is like why I would be hesitant to just start building around those $10,000 guys. I just love this tier this week. So Scott, Scott beat me to Lowry, but everything you said, I totally agree with. I mean, Lowry is, he's really having one of his best years ever, even though he's, he won the open a few years ago the consistency is there this year. I mean, he just is like, he's, he's hit another level. And so at this price, I like him a lot. I also think Victor Hovland uh, is a little streaky, uh, but irons are one of the strengths of his game. We know around the green can be an adventure, but um, I've made the joke before on the show. Like what if he doesn't miss any greens all week? What if he just hits every single one? I mean, this is, this is the course that would reward that among all others. So I think Hovland is just kind of, also do like another kind of young guy who's shown that he's an elite player, but just doesn't have a big victory yet. I mean, one Mayakoba and I think what else did he win? Puerto Rico. I, I don't know. He, like, he won a real event though. Uh, last year. Um, he won. Uh, uh, I thought he won. No, I guess not. I guess not. He won one of those like invitational 25 man field events in the, you're, in you're the right. fall, right? Didn't he win the tiger event or one of those the tiger? Yeah. He's won two Mayakobas, though, and he won a uh, in the Euro Tour in January this year too. I think that's what, and he was, yeah. and then the Hero World Challenge. That's it. There you go. That's I it. knew, I knew it won. He won one of those ones with a bunch of big names, but wasn't an official event. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's easy to say. Well, he's so bad around the greens, you could almost fade him any week you want because when are you going to miss? <laughs> you know, you kind of need to scramble on tour at some point. But the guy does have wins and. You know, he's, he's put himself this high in the world rankings. I just think he's due for something. And uh, yeah. uh, he's been playing well, and uh, he would be on my list in this tier. The other guy, I think, um, I think Hideki. I'm surprised Scott uh, passed on, on 
his one of his podcasts. Well, this favorites. whole tier is all Scott favorites. Like yeah, every single yeah. guy. Like I was going to say, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't mention Fitzpatrick, who finished third here two years ago. And don't uh, don't worry, Hideki's coming up a little bit later, so it, okay. it's, it's, it's happened. Don't worry. Hide- Hideki's first PGA Tour win was this event. Um, so you know, another another guy who could play very very well with his irons, uh, can get hot, and is also having quietly a very consistent season. The, the highlight. Of the of Team Erickson, I believe that's the it's the, the only one, light the one of Team Erickson. <laughs> it's a dim. I mean, I I have the Grim Reaper Brooks Kepka on my team. I mean, he's terrible. I, I drafted Phil, yeah. So there, that's worked out really well. So um, yeah. Um, well, you went for fun. How, how do you guys so. how do you guys deal with the uh, kind of course history with someone like Cam Smith, who's ninety nine hundred playing exceptionally well? He's number one in the field in shot gain approach last two rounds. Like this guy's playing great. He was amazing at the PGA game, 13.1 T degree, 9.7 approach. But you look at his course history here. He's played six times. He has two finishes in the 60s and four missed cuts. Like, does he just not see this course well? Does he not play well here? Granted, he was a different player in 2015, but we're talking 2020, 2021 when Cam Smith is good. So how do you weigh the the recent form being really good, but the course history being really, really bad here? I mean, this is where this is, you know, addressing him is almost like the reason why you enter like multiple lineups because you want to have the one contrarian thing. Cause most people will look at the course history, right? Yep. Um, at least your savvy competitors. Uh, and not only that, but he's like 300 less than uh, four, uh, thou, uh, 300 less than Xander just between Spieth and Wills out is right there. Like you got to figure he's going to get lost a little bit in the mix with the huge names. Um, I was back and forth on Smith with those, with those two factors. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, I'm telling you, I can find an argument for every single guy in this $9,000 tier. I mean, sure. I, I really can. And that's annoying. I, I like being able to cross a couple guys off and I, I really can't. I was going to say, do you guys, do you guys have a fade in this range? Not really. I, I think, think that, uh, no offense to Jeff, but maybe Hovland because of course history, he's like finished in the forties when he has played here. Um, But then, and that's the same arguments can against Cam Smith and, not really arguing against him. And I like Hovland too. I love Hovland. I wa- love watching him play. Um, I'm going, I'm going no Fitzpatrick this week, which would probably be uh contrarian. Cause I know he's t- two straight top fives. I just think he's lived a little bit too much off the putter recently for me to like it. The ball striking and the approach hasn't been fantastic. Um, gained five shots putting in 7.1 the last two weeks. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go no Fitzpatrick this week. Okay. All right. Good. Got to take a stand somewhere. Right. I think, I yeah. think my camp Smith, it's not a fade, but it's more just there's so many guys playing well now. Yeah. Like like when Smith won the players and was right there in the mass, even the masters, there weren't as many of these top guys playing as well as they are right now, even a few right. months ago. So I think it's more just, you know, you kind of play the the rhythms of this sport a little bit where Smith's had a big victory. Is he really good? Is he good? Is he that type of player that's going to have another one? Maybe because he's, as Scott said, his level of play is still there. But he's not winning as much. Why? Just, all these other players are just beating him now. So it's just the nature of the game, I think, is just uh, yep. cyclical. And you just, uh, I don't know. It's not that I'm fading Smith. It's just to try to grab guys that seem like they're about to peak. Whereas I look at Smith and think this is a guy that probably already had a season peak. Unless yeah. he is this, you know, world beater, you know, which is, is still still a little bit TBD, although he's won. I mean, he's got a great record, but I still hard to argue against him. He's come up big almost every moment this year. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, Before we hit the $8,000 tier, let's hit our quick uh, brief message from our Blue Wire sponsors. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thank you for your indulgence there. Uh, we appreciate the Blue Wire Network for hosting our podcast. Let's hit the 8,000s. Lots to discuss here. 8,900, Sungjae. 8,800, Cam Young. 87, Max Homa. 86, Davis Riley. 85, Daniel Berger. 84, Corey Connors. 83, Walking Neiman. 82, Abe Answer. Keegan Bradley chimes in at 81. And Seamus Power and Mita Pereira at 8,000. Jeff Ritter, you get to go first. What's your reaction I'm to this? Trying year? To, I was wanted to have Cam Young's recent <laughs> finishes ready, but this guy just the, the two guys that just keep paying off week after week at their price are Cam Young and Davis Riley. These two rookies are still too far underpriced for what they're actually doing every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're in the top ten all the time, it seems like. So until this ride ends, I think if you're getting them in the eight thousands, I mean, any of these guys in the nines, if they had put together the last six weeks that Davis Riley or Cam Young had put together to be $10,000 golfers, you know, just by, just based on name. So I start right there in this tier is, is just, I'll go back to the rookies. I know Muirfield is a, is a, it's a prestigious track. It isn't normally a, a place necessarily where um, usually experience is somewhat rewarded at this place, but I don't know. These, these two guys are just breaking the mold. And I'm, I'm also a little bit back onto uh, former friend of the podcast, Abe Answer, who's starting to come around a bit. Uh, and I don't know. These price, I'd like to see him more at 7,500 than 8,200. But for me, this tier starts with those two rookies again. Yeah, I uh, I love Cam Young too. And to answer your question on the recent, it's third, second, third, the last three tournaments. Thank like, you. It's, just, right. it's a crazy stretch. I mean, 
He's he, he get, the craziest thing is you look at it, you're like, well, maybe he got a little lucky. He, he's getting t- over 10 shots T to green in all three of those events. So he's just been dominant. He's a huge hitter. His off the T gains are incredible too. So he, he has that in a long course. You look at the last 24 rounds just in this field. He's first in the field in, in T to green. Like at first, not, not top 10, literally first among all the, and there's huge names in this field. He's fourth in ball striking, second off the T. 20th in approach. Like this guy is just flat out playing elite the last, uh, last few months. Um, I'm going to go back to him also. He's under 9,000 um, does everything well that we want people to do well here. And, you know, he's, he bounced back really well from, we thought maybe he had that third place finish almost one. We're like, how will he respond to that? Well, second and third, the next couple of weeks uh, works really well too. Um, speaking of friends of the podcast, I'm going back to Mito Pereira. I really liked the bounce back last week after the really obviously heartbreaking loss to the PGA finished seventh, the Schwab. He's made six straight cuts, all top thirties for the last five or top 17. Great T degree numbers, four straight. He's gained four straight in approach. And he's all the way down 8,000. So I like that too. And then it, it's hard to find one more in this range. I like so many guys here. Um, I kind of have a Daniel Berger vibe this week. He's 8,500 priced down from his normal kind of in the 9,000 range. Uh, seemed to find it a little bit last week at the Schwab. He gained 6.6 T to green. I think he'll be very, very under rostered. We've got names like Homa and Riley and Joaquin Neiman kind of in his range. I think everybody's going to skip over Berger because he hasn't played great lately. Uh, I like getting a guy like that that has the skill, playing a little bit better, um, under-owned this week at 8,500. I think it's a, a sneaky play this week that'll, that'll help you with a, maybe some of the higher percentage guys we have. Yeah, and the problem is just, you know, there's too many guys we like. Now, it's a 120-man field. I think that's part of it also. Uh, but and, and yet an elite field, so that makes it tough. Uh, you know, I want this guy. I want this guy. I want that guy. It's really tough. All right, let's hit the sevens. Lots of them, copious ones, so I won't uh, go player by player. Instead, I'll let you guys do it. So, I, Scott, you get to go first. Top half of the 7,000s, who do you like? Uh, two guys that stick out to me, and I like the top half more than the bottom half. I kind of like, actually like the high sixes more than the low sevens this week. But uh, my first one is Chris Kirk. Again, just uh, he's gained T degree and approach in 10 straight tournaments. Top 15 the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had a couple of missed cuts, but he really got good around the green the last uh, two tournaments too. So I think he's kind of found his game again. He played really well early, uh, had a couple of top tens, then uh, has really responded well in the PGA and the Schwab. So I, I like Kirk at 7,700. And then going back to a guy that I've played a few times recently uh, in Aaron Wise. Uh, we talked about him at the PGA, played well there, uh, finished 23rd. Uh, a lot of that was putting, but uh, has just played well over the last like uh, last four tournaments, uh, made the cut in all of them. Um, he's 10th in, uh, in approach here the last 24 rounds. So that stat that we're looking at, he, he's really, he grades out really well against this field. He was T9 here last year too. So a little bit of good course history kind of plays in the mix also. Um, hit it great at AT&T, hit it great in Mexico. I just like his recent form. So uh, give me Wise and Kirk, and I'll let Jeff talk about Patrick Reed instead. I had Wise too. <laughs> he was my other one off this tier. I think uh, for all the reasons you said, quietly consistent, uh, maybe still building towards a peak. Um, I like him a lot. This could be a big week for him. But yes, Patrick Reed, my guys, I mean, it's starting to happen. He's turning the corner. It's the classic fantasy players fallacy as well, where you trade a guy away and you just watch him then go on to have, uh, you know, the peak of his season. It happens in any sport that we play. So, but Reed has two top tens in this event also the last two years. So this is, this actually is one of his honey tracks at the same time. So, and he is playing well, certainly better than the price that he's at. Uh, in the game this week so uh look out um and then there's the guy I traded him for priced just below him at 7800 bryson dechambeau is, I he would gonna, probably, is, he gonna, is he gonna play he has not withdrawn yet all right so he's he's gonna go in my lineup 
um, that I'll, I'll send later today, but I, we'll, we'll see. I, you're I talking season long and not your DraftKings lineup. Here. Correct. I, I would leave him out of DraftKings. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, my, it. Might be the only chance you ever get him under 8,000. I was just going to say, when's the last time you saw him that cheap? Uh, since his rookie yeah. year? I was going to uh, say, yeah, since he wore the, uh, the, the, uh, the other hats that he used to wear. But uh, it's been a long time. Yep. Yep. Um, risky, risky pick. But I guess if, you know, if you're right, if it comes back fully healthy, you know, a top five at that price, you're, you're way ahead of the game. Well, let's keep rolling on and hit the bottom half of the seven thousands. Um, Jeff, who do you like in the bottom half? I don't have I don't have much. I think uh, my favorite off this part was Gary Woodland, who's on my team, so I follow him closely. He's just up and down, (laughs) up and down. Last week he's down. This week maybe he's up. I just you know, on the on the whole, he's overperforming that price, but he's kind of becoming this all or nothing guy. So I, yeah. I'm almost just kind of playing the trends or playing the the rhythm of this guy where he just seems to have it every other week that maybe he's going to have it again this week. I think it's a good course fit for him, though, too. Um, but uh, I, I don't see a lot here that I'm excited about in the bottom sevens. That's why I want to build with three guys in the nines and then just go lower. Can I can I mention one guy? Of course. I'm going to go Cam Davis again at 72. Uh, I know the course history sucks. I mean, he's missed the cut the last two times he's played this course, so... I just like that he's playing well, though. Do you want you want my guys from here too? Yes, of course. I just wanted to interject because I know, I know it's good. Kim Davis. Uh, so. I was not somewhere at the same price range. I, again, I don't like this range either. It's a tough range. I like the I like the sixes a little bit more. Um, I do like CT Pan. Um, you look at him. Uh, you, we kind of take shot gains approach as our key stat this week. Uh, you take the whole field the last twenty four rounds. He's actually sixteenth in shot gains approach, so he's been really good on the on the second shots here. Um, he's gained approach in eight straight. He's made six straight cuts. Um, I just think that he's a guy that down here that will make the cut has a chance to maybe be a, you know, a top, top 30, top 35 guy. And that'll work really well this week. If you want another guy here, I do like an Anurban Lahari, another guy that uh, has been playing well. He had two top 15s last three, missed the cut at the PGA, but it's all putting. He lost 5.2 strokes putting, still gained approach, still gained well in TD green. So Lahari's uh, striking the ball well. Um, I probably go pan first than Lahari, but those are the, my, my two guys in this range that I'll be playing. Yeah, and when when Pan withdrew, it's just an illness, right? So yeah, on that one turn, you're just a lightning rod for those sort of guys. So yes, it, it, I lightning uh, rod even. I've hit I've hit every withdrawal all year. It's been pretty amazing. It's it's quite a skill. Yeah. Um, speaking of skills, you're good at finding guys that are cheapies that can pan out. Who you said you like these high sixes better than low sevens. So who do you I like? Do. Uh, two guys in here I really like, and the first one is Brendan Steele at 6600. He was uh, he was ninth at the PGA. You look a little deeper, hit the ball fantastically well. Uh, gained 10.6 tee to green, 7.4 approach. He's gained an approach in five of six tournaments. He's made five straight cuts. Three of those are top 30s. This is a guy that's at 6,600 this week. Uh, you look at it a little closer, last five events, three of those, he was elite in tee to green. So not just gaining, but actually being really, really good. You take this field in the last 24 rounds, which I'd like to do, 16th in tee to green, 11th in ball striking, third off the tee. Uh, Brendan Steele's been really hitting the ball well. He's turned a corner. Uh, he really struggled early in the year. He missed five straight cuts. You look at his last five weeks, made all five of the cuts. He is a terrible putter. Don't get me wrong, but he's got a putt average. If he puts average, he's going to make the cut. And I think a top 30 is very much in play. I love Steele at the price this week. And then one other guy here, uh, Lucas Glover, 65, another guy who can't putt, but he's hitting it great too. He was 40th at the Schwab, but you look a little closer, gained seven and a half tee to green, 7.1 approach. He was 23rd at PGA, gained eight and a half tee to green, 7.8 approach. He's made five or six cuts. Um, give me a guy who's hitting the ball this darn well in this tournament and just hope that he you know, doesn't suck putting. And I think he, I think he does fine. 
He lost six strokes putting at the Schwab and still finished 40th. Like, that's really impressive. Um, give me an average putting week from Glover, and I think he finished. He makes the cut and finishes top 40. Give me an average week from Steele, and I think he finishes top 25. Scott Jenstad loves Brendan Steele. A little uh, Wall Street see. reference there. I, but, uh, I, actually, I got that one before he even explained it, which is good. Yeah, nice. Jeff Ritter, who do you love in this level? I would go uh, – First, just try a momentum play in Scott Stallings. Had a great week last week. Uh, he's someone that's had success on tour before, so maybe he's finding something just in time for uh, Memorial. And then I also like – I kind of like Adam Hadwin at this range. Uh, Hadwin's – ball striking is the name of his game. He didn't – he made mm-hmm. the cut at the PGA, but didn't do much. Uh, was having a, had a pretty good run earlier this year. I think he missed a cut leading into the PGA, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he missed two cuts leading into the PGA, but – Overall, has had a nice year. I mean, he's rung up a few top 10 finishes before that. Uh, he's a pretty nice player, President's Cup veteran. And, uh, you know, if he's if he's on his game, he could easily make the cut here and, and much more. So those are my two favorites from this range. All right. Let's skip on over to the SI Sportsbook to find some wagers that we like. Uh, Scott, Jenstad, I'm going to ask you first. Who is on your betting card for this week? So it's a really fun betting card this week. There's so many good players. Uh, I'm going to skip the top five guys and not take anybody under 20 to one. So I can take a few more shots. Then go three guys in kind of this mid range and then two kind of guys further back. But I'm going to go Colin Morikawa 20 to one, uh, Shane Lowry at 25 to one. And I promised I'd mention him. So Hideki Matsuyama, I think at 25 to one is a really good line for um, how his, uh, how his game kind of ma- ma- manages up here. So I think it's going to be a, Maybe a good decky week. Uh, I think Lowry's going to have to win one of these weeks, so I'm going to keep playing him. And then I, I, I mentioned before, I think Morikawa is winning this week, so I'm going there. I'm going to jump down a value play. Daniel Berger at 45 to one. I just think that line is too uh, too high for his uh, his his talent. And then I'm going to go all the way down to 90 to one and uh, mention Brendan Steele, who I really like this week as a, a guy that can, um, you know, maybe uh, stick on the leaderboard at 90 to one. Um, give me a dart. Maybe we have a chance on Sunday to uh, to take a look at some fun there. But uh, uh, Morikawa, Decky, and Lowry are kind of my three main plays this week. So I'm, I'm with Jan Hideki at 25 to one. Um, I like those odds a lot. I'd still go Hovland 22 to one. I just think it's going to happen again soon for him. And, and this week sets up as well as any. Uh, I am on Patrick Reed at 50 to one as a hedge against my own trade. We'll see. <laughs> have a funny feeling about it, but uh, we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, and then I'll take Aaron Wise for a top five at 12 to one. Uh, feels like maybe even a winnable event for him, given his kind of versatile uh, player profile, statistical profile, but 12 to one for a top five. I like it. All right. Very good. I like him. All right. And quickly one and done finish out here. Uh, Jeff, you get to go first. Scott did the betting card first. All right. All right. So, okay. I'm going to lock this in in real time again. Uh, I've still got Hideki. Um, I think my, my first choice would have been Hovland. I've taken him um, earlier this year. So I'm, I'm going to lock it in with Hideki Matsuyama. Your lips to God's ears. Let's make it happen. Uh, it works out well. I have him available. I'm definitely going Colin Mark Howard this week. All right. I don't have Morikawa available. I do have Decky, but uh, I already locked in Jordan Speed, so I'm gonna go Speed. Like uh, backup, it'll be Hideki though. So I got that going for me. Because uh, on OfficeFootballPool.com, where we run our one and done league, you do an, an alternate pick in case you get a case of the late withdrawals, which we seem to be having a lot this this year. So uh, there you go on that. Uh, any other parting thoughts? Uh, big week of golf news. You know, we're going to get this, we're going to get the live golf field soon. We think, yep. uh, 
Jack Nicholas has made some news in his own right lately. So uh, with this lawsuit that's come out, so there's a lot of a lot of interesting kind of I wouldn't say they're fun. They're kind of ugly stories, but there's a lot of intrigue on on kind of yep. what's going on, especially with this lip golf thing. And we're gonna we should know a lot more between now and our next podcast. Yeah, I saw no world golf ranking points going to those live live tournaments. So you know, got to have a full seventy two hole tournament to qual. That's somewhere on the tour to qualify for that is the reason that was given on many. The other, the real reason is screw you. Uh, but yeah, anyway, anyways, uh, Scott, anything else? Yeah, real quick, Jeff Ritter, have you been to this tournament? And if so, are the milkshakes as good as the hype? I went to a memorial preview event, uh, so I didn't go to the tournament, but I went out and. Um, I actually met Bryson was the defending champion. So I met him there and did, and I did have a milkshake and they are solid. Yeah. They, that, I don't everybody, know, everybody like, hypes them up and they talk about, but it I don't so know, like, great. like head to head, like if I had a, a Nicholas milkshake and like a Baskin Robbins, it like unlabeled what I know the difference. I don't know, but All a right. milkshake on a hot summer day is pretty fantastic wherever you are. So True. they're, they're good. Very cool. That's Very the, cool. that's the info I look for and want. <laughs> All right. Yes. We'll have many more, much more of that. Good luck, everybody, this uh, week at the Memorial. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Gaming Golf and uh, have a great day. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.